Living and the right to continue living is like driving on a two-way, two-lane highway up one side, down the other, with a middle yellow line which safely guides and warns all drivers to stay on his right side of the road, coming or going. Human chiropractor drivers should use discretion, judgment, reason, and logic. Too many have misguided theories. Each driver has no right to wobble, weave, or squeeze up to or trespass onto or cross over the center yellow line. If he does, sooner or later, he will run into an other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line. Or the other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line runs into him. In either event, a smash-up or wreck human lives lost. The yellow line is the dividing line between where each must keep from. Medical drivers have a right to their right side of the yellow divide. Chiropractic drivers also have a right to their right side of the yellow line. The moment any medical man crosses the yellow line into the chiropractic lane, he's in trouble. Or the moment any chiropractor crosses the yellow line of the medical lane, he too is in trouble. The medical driver on his side of the yellow line has no business thinking he can sneak over the center yellow line on the other side of the highway. Neither has the chiropractor on his side of the yellow line any business thing he can entitled to slip over unobserved over the yellow line into the medical territory. Either way would occasion a smash up with injuries to patient passengers on both sides of the highway. Don't be a yellow line chiropractor. So <clears throat> we've been talking about this all quarter long and if you have any other classes with me, uh, you will uh, hear this. Uh, and I'll move this over for you guys here just so you can read it while we're talking. Um, you will hear me talk about this over and over and over again, that a crisis is a crisis, and when a patient is in some sort of crisis, we need to, to be able to be smart enough and okay philosophically enough with our strength in our convictions that we have to understand that this is beyond our scope. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? And I want to reiterate that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, so there's something happening with this person that you do not feel confident in knowing what to do next, that a chiropractic adjustment maybe at that moment is not the right thing for that person, and that maybe they need to go somewhere else and get assessed, either by a medical doctor or by another chiropractor who may be better, like someone comes in with some horrible sports injury. That's not my thing, you know? That's like Doc Belinkorn's thing, right? A Dr. Rouse thing. I would refer them to another chiropractor. If, uh, just like I'm, I'm constantly getting referrals from other chiropractors because they're seeing kids or they're seeing pregnant mamas, they're like, I don't know what to do with this. So even though they're being seen by a chiropractor, they refer to me and I will see their kids or I'll see the pregnant mama while she's pregnant to take care of her if there's some special things going on that this one chiropractor didn't feel the confidence for. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I feel like I do not know what is happening in this particular moment. Just like we talked about, someone comes in and they're six, they're, this happened a couple weeks ago. Someone came in and she's six weeks old and she had a fever of 103. What do you do in that situation? We talked about it last week. You got a, a kid who's under three months old, under three months old, and they have a 103 uh, degree fever. What do you do if a kid who's three months old or younger? What is that called? Remember we talked about this? 
That's called fever of unknown origin. All right, F-U-O, fever of unknown origin. And if you have a child who is three months old or younger and it's not teething, because teething starts at three months old, you get a kid who's less than three months old and they're having a fever, then you say, you know what? Go to the doctor. Make sure it's okay. Because if it's not okay and it is meningitis, that kid's got less than 24 hours. So you don't want to be the one who messes that one up. <laughs> so that's super important to understand. But, but this is what BJ was talking about, right? So a lot of people say, oh, that's not very philosophical to say this. And, you know, you, if you're, once they're your patient, they're your patient, you shouldn't refer out to anybody. I'm like, Why? Where, where is that written? BJ didn't even say that. BJ was very clear that there's a yellow line and you cross over the yellow line into the wrong territory, there's going to be a smash up, right? So my recommendation is never, like, never feel like you're threatened by the fact that you, that you say, this is something beyond my scope. There's nothing wrong with that. But on the other side, I see this all the time. <clears throat> so yesterday, yesterday we had a, a patient come in and um, this one, this one a patient, this kid has been, I've been seeing uh, the patient for about a year or so, and uh, they first came in for some, uh, there were some neurological things going on with the child and some eye issues. And the doctor had said, I, uh, the medical doctor who was a pediatrician referred them to a pediatric ophthalmologist who said, you need to get surgery because of this eye issue. So the child had surgery and now the other eye is getting messed up. And I remember when we first met this child, uh, I was talking to the parents saying, a lot of times eye issues only look like eye issues, but they're really brain issues. And, and it's okay that they chose a different route. But now they're saying, look what's happening, the other eye is having issues. Right? So what that shows is that even though, like, in, and what's amazing is the, is the parents were saying, so the doctor is now saying that we need surgery on the other eye, but we're not going to go that route because now we understand that this is really a brain issue. That all the things that, <clears throat> that are going on with this child are part and parcel of the symptoms and signs of the brain issue, and the eyes are just one part of that. Right, so we need to, and so in that sense, you know, uh, the parents are like, so we're going to do whatever you say to do, <laughs> whatever you say right now, we're going to do, we're going to do because we didn't do it the first time. So this is this is the place that we need to come to. Is that number one, I felt very gratified and humbled that they said something like that. But number two is I didn't say, well, you should have listened. You know, if you did, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. Whatever someone decides to do is totally fine. And I want you guys to really understand that. So you never judge anybody. If a, uh, I, and I'm going to give you a true example. This happened years and years and years ago when I was first in practice. <clears throat> I, um, a, a pregnant mama came to me and um, ended up having a C-section. And uh, so this is like 1989, 1990, one of the first pregnant mamas I took care of in my own practice. And um, instead of saying, congratulations, oh, this is so great, I'm so excited for you, you know, uh, what I said to her, I said, you had a C-section? I can't believe it. Oh my God, like you were aiming for, 
you know, what happened? Well, next time, we're gonna make sure next time. And, and she felt so embarrassed, you can see how red she got, she never came back. Because I judged. I judged, and I learned at that moment, never, 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 never make a judging remark like that again. Because she came in feeling guilty, right? She came in feeling guilty, like I didn't want to have a C-section and end up this way. And wouldn't it have been better for me saying, doesn't make a difference how the baby's here. You're healthy, baby's healthy, that's all that matters, right? That would have been a far better presentation of mine. And what I say now, because we've had the, the, a C-section recently, one of our mamas went into preeclampsia, this and that, and she ended up having a C-section, and she comes in like, I'm so sorry, I ended up having a C-section. Don't, sorry, don't be sorry. Are you okay? Yes, is the baby okay? Yes, great. Next, move on, move on, right? No judgment. And that's another thing I think that's important you know, too, because I, I think BJ in, this, in this, this thing I just showed you, talks about how it, we have to understand where that yellow line is. So if someone ends up on that side, it's not bad, it's just they're on the other side, right? Do, are you mad at, at cars on that side of the road? <laughs> no, they're not on that side of the road because they're that, on that side, of the, they're going a different way. That's all, that's all it is. But if we all end up at the same place, if they end up in your office, then celebrate. Celebrate the baby, celebrate the mom, make everybody feel good, and that's how you have build a much better relationship with your patients so that they don't feel like, oh God, I can't go back to my chiropractor because they're gonna think like, like I failed because I ended up having a C-section, or I failed because I went to the doctor, or I failed because I gave my kid Tylenol. You don't want people thinking that they're failures. It's hard enough being a parent. <laughs> it's hard enough being pregnant and having a baby. You don't want them to actually then extrapolate that and thinking in you know, their, their failures. <clears throat> so then here's another patient, another example happened last week. So actually started two weeks ago. So a new patient came in, a little boy. Um, and the mom, it was very interesting, and I, this is such an important point. The mom wrote on her you know, for chief complaint, wellness. This is a wellness checkup for her child. But immediately when I came, when I started to, to take a look at this child, um, and even the interns, because the interns do my intakes, you know, for me. So the, the intern came out and she's like, this is not a wellness case. <laughs> this is not a wellness case. There's something going on neurologically with this child. Um, so I went in and immediately you could just see beautiful, you know, a beautiful child, but something is just not quite right. You can see it in the eyes, you can see in the affect, you see the way they're communicating, the way they're holding their body, etc. And then as I'm talking with the mom and talking with the boy, more and more stuff is coming out. And with, this is really interesting, so that the, you know, a lot of times, and this is what, the, what is so valuable for interns to learn, is that oftentimes parents are gonna kind of shield things, you know, but then when you start having conversations and you go deeper and deeper, and I start asking more probing questions, now this comes out and this comes out. So that the interns are learning how to ask these questions that, that are important so that they know something is going on and, and that the mom or the dad or the caregiver is sort of like kind of sheltering the child. So by the end of the thing, first off, this child is like now having the greatest time and just really enjoying uh, themselves. Uh, and just laughing and we're high-fiving and it was, just, it was just a really good moment. And the parent really understood where we were coming from. And the parent was saying like, you're right, there's a lot more to this, you know, and, 
you know, we, we don't want to say anything. We don't want to label, which I appreciate. And I've once again, no judgment, but we, but like, I appreciate you spending the time and communicating with us and getting this out. So then he comes in uh, on Monday for his first adjustment. And he's walking in, and I see him walking in holding like two things, one in each hand. And uh, I was like, and I didn't know what it was. I, at first I thought it was, it was some sort of like toy. It looked like it was in a wrapper. So I thought it was some sort of a toy that he's holding. It. And it was like two toys in his hands. Oh, he's, he brought his toys for himself. Um, how nice. And um, so his mom says, tell Dr. Rubin and the intern uh, who was standing next to me. And he said um, something to the effect of, um, and I, I don't, I can't remember exactly because I was so floored by what he said, but it was something like, thank you for being so kind to me and gave me and the intern a kind bar, this kind bar. Uh, and I, I was like blown away because this was, it's like totally unexpected. I didn't ask for anything in return. We just gave kindness, like myself and the intern gave a lot of kindness to this kid, allowed them to open up, allowed them to be okay with where they are, with what was going on with the child. And this is the expression of love and gratitude for, you know, thank you for doing that. But once again, that is, is thinking about what BJ said, that is understanding where that yellow line is, right? And realizing that <clears throat> the mom didn't even know what side of the highway she was on. So we had to actually teach the mom, you're on this side of the highway and we're on, you're on this side of the highway, we're gonna do these sort of things, and we're gonna explain this kind of stuff to you, and this is, you know, we, we, and, we, and we did it with total love and no judgment, and no animosity, and not, you know, not like, oh, come on. Like, we could easily, if it, the kid's hiding behind the line, like, come on, get out from behind your mom and lie down on this table and let's get going, right? You could easily do that with a kid. But that's not going to build any rapport, not going to build any love, but it's going to get your job done, right? Hey, I got other patients. Come on, let's go, kid. Let's go. I can't wait for this junk, right? Act your age, right? We could have easily done that sort of stuff. And I've seen and heard of chiropractors and doctors acting that way. That listen, I, I, I got a time schedule here, kiddo. You know, I don't have time for you to play games. Either lie down or I'm leaving, right? And that's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is to draw the child out with love. And draw the child out with attention and draw the child out with, with being, you know, your caring and your, your kindness, right? And that to me is the most important thing, is to understand that's what BJ, I think, is trying to say, is in this yellow line, there's a lot of things that we need to understand what our side is and what the other side is, <clears throat> but never having a judgment about what's happening on that side. That side is that side. Your side is your side. Just do the best you can in your side. <clears throat> okay?